The reading is taken from 2 Corinthians chapter 8, verses 1 to 15. We want you to know, brothers and sisters, about the grace of God that has been granted to the churches of Macedonia. For during a severe ordeal of affliction, their abundant joy and their extreme poverty have overflowed in a wealth of generosity on their part. For, as I can testify, they voluntarily gave according to their means, and even beyond their means, begging us earnestly for the privilege of sharing in this ministry to the saints. And this, not merely as we expected, they gave themselves first to the Lord and by the will of God to us, so that we might urge Titus that, as he had already made a beginning, so he should also complete this generous undertaking among you. Now as you excel in everything, in faith, in speech, in knowledge, in utmost eagerness, and in our love for you, so we want you to excel also in this generous undertaking. I do not say this as a command, but I am testing the genuineness of your love against the earnestness of others. For you know the generous act of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that by his poverty you might become rich. And in this matter I am giving my advice. It is appropriate for you who began last year not only to do something, but even to desire to do something. Now finish doing it, so that your eagerness may be matched by completing it according to your means. For if the eagerness is there, the gift is acceptable according to what one has, not according to what one does not have. I do not mean that there should be relief for others and pressure on you, but it is a question of a fair balance between your present abundance and their need so that their abundance may be your need in order that there may be a fair balance. As it is written, the one who had much did not have too much and the one who had little did not have too little. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, I I, I wonder uh, what it is that you have in your hand. Uh, What is it that you have in your hands? Maybe you're sitting next to someone and you're holding their hand. Maybe (laughs) you've got your hands in each other because it's a little bit colder than it really should be at this time of the year. Uh, Maybe you're holding a phone. Maybe uh, God has something to say to you this morning. What is it that you have in your hands? Uh, What is it that you have uh, to give? Uh, This this morning is about giving thanks. This passage uh, from 2 Corinthians is a passage that speaks 
uh, about generosity, particularly uh, that overflow of generosity that comes to those in need. But the question here for us this morning is, what, what do you have in your hands? Uh, you, you see, we see the example of the Macedonian churches, that is the Philippian church, the Thessalonican church, and the Berean churches. Uh, they gave of what they had uh, and more. Uh, Paul talks about the kind of giving that they had. They were under severe affliction, yet the, they were abundant with joy. So they gave from some of the abundance of joy that they experienced even in the midst of severe affliction. Uh, they were in the midst of extreme poverty, and yet there was a wealth of generosity amongst them. They, they had very little in their hands, and yet of the very little that they had, they gave. Some even gave, it says, uh, beyond their needs voluntarily, not, not out of compulsion. In fact, it says they begged for the privilege of sharing in uh, the ministry of the saints. Who, who was it that they were giving to? They, they were giving to the church in uh, Jerusalem. The church in Jerusalem was significantly in need. Uh, there was lots of churches that had been planted out from this church in Jerusalem. And they uh, had lots of people that were willing to be generous and support uh, God's work. And so they gave towards God's uh, mission uh, in, in Jerusalem. Uh, it says they gave themselves first to the Lord. Uh, that is, they, they weren't just giving from nowhere. They, they gave first to the Lord and, and then to us. And so Paul's recognizing the generosity of the Macedonian churches as a great example of uh, Christian generosity. And so Paul then turns to the Corinthians and he says, well, you're good at lots of things. You have lots of gifts. You have lots of spiritual gifts. You're really faithful people. Now, a year ago, you, you promised uh, you would give to this cause in Jerusalem. Make good on this promise. Uh, he's not uh, rebuking them. He's just reminding them uh, that of all the things that they have in their hands, of their desire to give, he's asking that they would actually execute on that. Uh, so as the one who excels, excel in this generous undertaking. Uh, Paul challenges them to show genuine love through giving. Uh, when we give something to, to someone, you, you can give it reluctantly, you can give it under compulsion. Like when my kids give me back the TV remote, that's kind of under compulsion and, and reluctant. But you can also give abundantly. You can give of the things that are your greatest treasure, what you have in your hands, and that's the kind of giving that God calls us to express in life. A, a giving that comes from a place of love. I see that person. I know God loves them. I want to give to them. And that comes from whether I have a lot or I have a little, I give from what I already have in my hands. Paul challenges them uh, by reminding them of the generosity of Jesus, though rich gave up his richness, uh, taking the form of nothing, dying on the cross for us, our sins, defeating evil and death, in order that we would receive the richness of inheritance that comes through faith and faith alone. So when I say, what is, what is it that you have in your hands? Well, actually, the, the inheritance that it's given to you through the cross, 
by Jesus. So you might say, well, I don't really have anything in my hands. Well, actually, uh, you have something even angels long to hold in your hands. You have the, the joy, the good news, the eternal future of the gospel, the riches stored up for you in heaven. You, you have good news, good grace, a salvation as something that you hold in your hands. And so he reminds them uh, of what they have uh, and also the example of the generosity of Jesus. Paul challenges them to bring to completion uh, what they'd already begun. Notice it's it's interesting. He he gives the example of the Macedonian church. They don't have much in the way of money, uh, but he doesn't say, Corinthian church, you've got lots, you're rich. Give to the Macedonian church as well as Jerusalem. It's not some kind of form of of socialism. It's actually, well, there's a need in uh, Jerusalem. You've identified the need. God stirred you of the need. You now need to follow through on your eagerness to help meet that need. And so Paul challenges them. And what we see in this is that uh, Paul's not saying everyone has to have the same amount in their hands. Paul's saying, of what you have in your hands, you need to be generous with, not under compulsion, but from a place of love. Uh, Paul uh, challenges them to give in a way that brings balance, that is their present abundance is able to meet the needs of others, their present abundance. What is it that you have in your hands that you have an abundance of that is able to meet the needs of others? We, we have a, some plants available for sale, some <laughs> rhubarb available for sale, and a, a really simple example of someone having an abundance of something that they're willing to give to others uh, for money to support the, the work of the church. What is it that you have in your hands an abundance of that you can give of to others? Uh, the one who did not have, uh, the one who had much did not have too much and the one who had little did not have too little. I wonder if you recognize where this is a quote from. It's a quote from Exodus. So the people are in the desert and they're being provided each day manna from heaven. That is bread from heaven. Each day they would get up there and the one that collected much uh, did not have too much and the one that collected little did not have too little. There was enough for everyone. What we see in this Exodus picture is that God is our provider. That when we think we don't have enough in our hands, that maybe there's the person beside us that that has enough for us. Uh, Maybe it is that we just need to gather more of what's in front of us because the Lord is our provider. One of the names of the Lord is Jehovah Jireh. That is, the Lord is my provider. We see this name first uh, given as an example to us in... Uh, in Genesis chapter 22. Uh, you may recall the difficult story of Abraham and Isaac as God calls uh, Abraham to go offer a sacrifice on the mountain and he takes with him his son Isaac and as they go up and they're carrying the, the fuel, they're carrying the fire and he's walking with Isaac and Isaac's saying, I see the, the fuel, I see the flame, where's the sacrifice? And Abraham is uh, trudging up that mountain to give a sacrifice to God knowing that God is is calling him to give what he has in his hands. The son that he's longed for, he thinks is what he is going to be offering 
to the Lord on that mountain. As he hits that point of giving the offering to God, the angel of the Lord cries out, Abraham, Abraham. And Abraham says, here, here I am. And the Lord says, you're not to sacrifice your son. I have provided for you. I am Jehovah Jireh. You're the Lord who provides. And Abraham looks around and he sees a ram caught in the thickets. And he's able to take that ram and offer it as an offering on the altar. And Abraham steps back and I imagine with great relief, uh, recognizes you are the Lord, my provider. You are Jehovah Jireh. And from then on, it says, uh, the, the Lord always provided on the Mount of Sacrifice what was needed for that sacrifice. The Lord looks at Abraham and he looks at the faithfulness of Abraham and the Lord recognizes it and says, I see that you have given what you have valued most. And so by myself, I swear this, because you have done this and have not withheld your son, your only son, I will indeed bless you and I will make your offspring as numerous as the stars of the heaven and as the sand that is on the seashore. And your offspring shall possess the gate of their enemies and by your offspring shall the nations of the earth gain blessing for themselves because you have obeyed my voice. We see the Macedonian church offering out a sacrifice. We see Abraham offering, offering willingly out of sacrifice. And that's, that's how the Lord calls us to give of what we have in our hands. Out of this place of sacrifice. And what flows from our giving of sacrifice, it's actually blessing. As we give of the, what we have in our hands, uh, God multiplies blessing in others as we share of what we have in our hands god brings joy to others i've been walking with a friend who's been walking through a difficult time and i said to him what could you do that would bring you joy what is it that you could do that would bring you joy and he said i can't really think of anything that would bring me joy and so i said to him what could you do for someone else with what's in your hands what could you do for someone else that will bring them joy and he could immediately think of some things that he could do that will bring others joy. And it's in that giving joy to others that we receive joy ourselves. In that place of sacrifice, in that place of giving, as we bring a blessing to others, we receive as a return on our investment joy ourselves. But the funny thing about giving what's in your hands is... Uh, sometimes we can get burnt out giving, feeling like we've given more than we have. And we can think that giving doesn't work because we've stopped being in a place of receiving and we're despising that giving because it just feels too hard and it feels too much. The funny thing about giving is, well, if you, if you don't do it, you, you miss out on the joy that comes with it. But you don't get the joy in advance of doing it. When you give financially or you give to bless other people, there's great joy in it. There's great joy in giving to others and seeing uh, what you have uh, being a blessing to others. But until you do it, you don't actually receive the, the joy that comes from it. It's the same with what we have in our hands in every way, every spiritual gift, uh, every material thing, every relational thing, what we can bring to others. We don't receive the, the joy of giving it until we have actually given it. And, and so for some of us, it can feel like, 
I have very little in my hands. Very little capacity. I, I don't know about you, but I, I've come out of <laughs> the most locked down city in the world feeling like I have very little in my hands. And so the temptation when I have very little in my hands is to, to hold on tightly to what I have because I don't feel like I've got enough for others. But the challenge for us is to realize of the little, when I give of the little that I have, God can bring blessing to others. And as I bring blessing to others, that blessing flows back to me. So it can be said, uh, the one who had much did not have too much, and the one that had little did not have too little. And so what God calls us to as his people is this place of faithfulness. This place of seeing what it is we have and giving from it. Now, we're going to do a, a, just a really short exercise. Let me invite you to close your eyes uh, where you're at and just hold out your hands before the Lord and just consider, Lord, uh, what do I have in my hands? Lord, what do I have in my hands? Lord, what are you encouraging me to be generous with? Maybe as you're you're sitting there, you you realize this is something that you don't have in your hand. Maybe you feel like there's a, there's a, a void or a gap or a need. How's the Lord encouraging you to express need so that others may have the privilege of giving. How is the Lord encouraging you to express need so that others may have the privilege of giving? As you're sitting there just pondering what you have and what you don't have, where do you see the need? Where is the need that you see that your heart is stirred by? How's the Lord calling you to sow into it? Our Lord God, uh, we come before you, Jehovah Jireh, our God, the provider. Uh, We recognize that what we have in our hands is from you. Uh, We recognize that Uh, You give us um, more than enough. We recognize the value of the salvation that we have, uh, the joy of faith that we have in our hands. Uh, We recognize that as much as we may feel like we have a lot or a little, we we always have something to share because we know you. Uh, Lord, we pray that that you would fill up uh, in each of us our hearts, souls, minds, our bodies, the the confidence in the, the hope that we have in our hands. Our Lord, as we consider the physical, spiritual, uh, the, the gifts that we have, stir us, Lord, to, to how you're calling us to use what it is that we hold. That with what it is that we hold, uh, we can be faithful to you, not out of compulsion, but out of joy. Uh, Lord, where we're hesitant or or fearful giving of what we have, uh, stir us, Lord, to be generous 
as you have been generous to us. Uh, Lord, as, as we give, let us give in a way that encourages others. If we, as we give of ourselves in service, help us to give in a way that encourages others. Uh, Lord, we look to you as the one who provides, and Lord, we ask uh, that, Lord, where we have need, that you would encourage us, where we need strength, that you would encourage us, uh, where we can give strength, that you would encourage us. And we pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen.